So it was not a balmy summer's day. Oh my god, I'm shocked. I know. It was an evening, but not. A, it was probably I think probably an autumn evening. I'd gone to a fabulous mess dinner, uh, and afterwards we were allowed to stay in the mess. So we had these little sort of rooms that officers stay in when they're in mess. I put myself to bed. I hadn't drunk too much. A lot of people were getting into the booze, but I thought, no, I don't want to do it because I had work to do the next morning. And then in the middle of the night, just as I'm drifting off, the door bursts open mm. and I can hear this ruckus, a ruckus going on outside. <laughs> okay. Two guys run in, grab me, drag me out of the bed. I'm hooded and then zip tied behind and dragged down the hall. Well, that's an aggressive wake up. It was one of the more interesting ways to find myself out of bed. Welcome to I Spied, the metal file in a Russian torture chamber. If you think that's bad, you should try Soviet orthodontics. It's really, really painful. No, I don't want to. Go on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to I Spied. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm a journalist with Nova Entertainment and I'm joined by David Callan who, I mean... Uh, Gosh, he likes to think of himself as a spy. I don't know. Oh, I don't. Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I don't think of myself as a spy at all. I really think I am the Australian government's number one embarrassment. Yeah, maybe more of a, a nightmare. Yes, a mistake that they. I'm the, I am the redheaded stepson of Australian espionage. <laughs> the redheaded. No one owns him. No one. No one. Um, Even my mother has denied all knowledge of me. <laughs> Which is fair, and I'm getting close to it as well. <laughs> Previously, we've spoken. Well, we did have a have a guest a couple of weeks ago, Matt Matt Bevan, which was great because oh. we we basically talked, you know, foreign interference and all that, all those kinds of things, which was which really fascinating chat. Yep. And then last week broke down right wing extremism. Yes, which was interesting as well, we've and extremism in all forms. Exactly. I mean, extremists, uh, by their very nature, are on the outside edges of the wings of politics and religion. And, of course, they're all crazy. And today, what are we well, talking about? Well, today we're going to talk about what happens if ASIO grab you off the street. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Exactly. You can't because we don't talk about it very much. And also, there are a lot of myths around what would happen if you grab by ASIO. I mean, I'm talking let's, – let's go back to what I was talking about. Yeah, so um, you've – basically been woken up you've had Bagged. a hood the classic black hood over the head oh my gosh the zip tie behind yeah and dragged down corridors and put into a, a probably the back of a truck yeah with a lot of other people that i'd been at dinner with and we're driven around and driven around and driven around now personally i think we were driven around a lot to be taken back to pretty much where we were to begin with right and then the interrogation started now, what was really interesting about it was it was a lot of sleep deprivation. Right. So this was an exercise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get things really clear here. This, <laughs> this, this didn't was, happen. This was Asia going, damn it, this guy's such an idiot. Let's punish him. Yeah. No, this was an exercise. Classic thing that happened where training turned around and said, hey, there's an exercise. Would you like to go on it? Mm. And no one else wanted to. And I went, yeah, why not? Sounds good. It was a training exercise to teach people what to do in case they get captured. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it, no, it was not the best idea I've ever had. It was one of the most unpleasant ideas. And I can tell you, it really taught me what it's like to not sleep for long periods of time. Yeah. I, look, I don't... I can't imagine putting my hand up for something like this. Well, I didn't know that's what it was. <laughs> Were you like, I love acting exercises. Yeah. This will help me. Yeah, yeah. I thought, you know, if I do this training exercise, it's got something to do with, it's something to do, there'll be military officers there and diplomats and, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah, I'll uh, have an experience to draw on in yeah, my theatre. I'll be able to draw on the, Oh, yes, and boy, if anyone says, can you act like you haven't slept for 50 hours? Oh, hell to the year. Yeah. It's very easy. Actually, I think I got up to about 65. Well, most of the mums I know 
pretty much do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. It, mate, I was so totally ready for our first child. For a newborn. Like yeah. My wife just went, you're really good at this. Hold it. Right? Okay. Okay. The thing is, it lots of loud music, lots of bright lights. One of the things that was fascinating about the way they do it is that they will switch the lights off and switch the music off and let okay. you go to sleep. Right. But then they almost automatically wake you and the first thing they do is they give you breakfast. Okay, why? Oh, because they want to keep you fed and sus- like sustained? No, they want to completely throw your mind as to what time oh, it is. right. Right, so it's all about confusion. Wow. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Now, here's the thing that's really important for everyone to understand. I'm going to say this now and I want you all to take this in. It's the most important thing you can think of. We don't do this to people when we interrogate no. them. No. Right, it's, it is against the Geneva Convention. The thing is... Other people do do this yes. to people, and we, we have examples of Australians. It happened to Australians in Guantanamo Bay. David Hicks talks about how he was basically kept awake for days on end, and the way they kept him awake was they kept playing the uh, theme song from um, Barney the Dinosaur. Oh, my gosh. That's like, you know what? If You know what would really, really be torture for me? And it already is. Yeah. Baby Shark. Oh. Now, I only have to say those words and people know exactly what I'm talking about. If they played Baby Shark yep. over and over, like a child who does yep. quite often, yep. I would be like, what do you need to know? Thomas the Tank Engine for me. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine or it's other one called Brum. Because my, my kids, when they were really yeah. little, they just wanted to watch Thomas the Tank Engine or Brum or, yes, I'm going to say it, the ultimate weapon in the interrogator's handbook, the Wiggles. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, I will tell you what you need to know. Now, the problem with torture is this. That it's not pleasant? Well, yeah, that's okay. that. Okay. I'll give you that. I mean. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, it's not at all pleasant. Okay. Uh, what? But the other thing is it's not at all effective. Yeah, I will talk. I will tell you whatever you want to know. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's right. All right. So the whole thing is with it, with an interrogation is it's you have a very very small window of time to get the intelligence you need mm. before that intelligence is defunct. Yeah. Right? Now the the great example uh, I have a brother in the military and he said the whole thing that they were taught and that was what it was apparent from this exercise is tell them everything. You know, stop the pain, stop the agony, stop yeah. the unpleasantness. Tell them everything you know because, because they'll get they'll keep going. But the other thing as well is within twenty four hours if you're captured or taken within 24 hours if you are working for, say, a government organisation or you are working with a well-organised extremist organisation. They, they'll know that you're taken. they know that you're taken everything. and you're going to tell them everything yeah. so everything will be changed. Yeah. Right? So intelligence, is, that's why it's a really very narrow window and that this will bring us to what's going on with ASIO and their ability to interrogate now. Right? So there's that. So you will tell them everything you know, right? But... I mean, Did when, you know that going into this exercise, though, or were you there just to like experience the full kind of, I'm not going to tell you anything? Michelle, I'm going to be honest with you. Do you think I was paying attention to anything when I walked through that door? <laughs> they handed you notes on what you should be doing and you ceremonially, ceremoniously <laughs> just threw them out. No, no, no. They don't hand you notes. They do, no, no, no. That's the whole point. You, they, they want to catch you on the hop. The whole thing was, do you really think I was paying attention at all? Someone said training and I just went... Oh, sweet, a couple of days off work. You know, wow. sit around, have a couple of, you know, go out and have nice dinners with people. This will be fun. No, no, it wasn't fun. You weren't paying attention when they actually said, we're going to waterboard you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we, that, that, now, again, with this training exercise, I was not physically harmed at all. 
Okay. And they, they were. They were very, very careful. They monitored you. So no animals were hurt in this segment. <laughs> <laughs> this animal wasn't. Emotionally, I was a little scarred. But again, there was a lot of psychologists waiting around to like take you aside and go, hey, right, now we're going to call it quits because this is getting crazy and yeah. we're not trying to break records. No, I swear to God, I can make it to 72 hours. Sit down, shut up, you're an idiot. So you, they put you to sleep, wake you up, feed you. Uh, just an, Literally, they just annoyed the hell out of you. Right. Uh, but the thing is, it's what happens is within, if you stay awake for 24 hours, I mean, you feel pretty ratty, mm. but your cognitive abilities are already beginning to break down, right? After about 40 hours awake, Mm. your ability to rationalize is really, really, really getting quite hairy. And if you've been awake for 50 plus hours, stuff starts coming out of the walls at you. You will start to hallucinate. So it's not pleasant. It's so it's ex- cheaper than licking a frog, basically. <laughs> yeah, but it takes so much longer. Yeah. And if you're in Queensland, those frogs are everywhere. I know. <laughs> right. Though they did make me lick a frog. So the whole thing is it's all about keeping you out of balance. They yep. unbalance you and then they drill you for information. Now, that's like sleep deprivation is terrible mm. and it can cause irreparable mental damage. Really? That's why yeah, that's why I'm sitting here wearing a pair of webbed feet. Um, <laughs> like how why, how irreparable? It would if they keep you all awake for sort of up to 100 hours or so. It can seriously cause you it can actually start breaking down synapses. It's not good. There are medical texts that say it's really really dangerous. Wow. Right. And also just the psychosis that can be created by mm. the fact that you don't know what reality is anymore. Mm. So that's a psychological torture and it's it's quite effective up to a point. Mm. But again, it's all to do with timing and it's all to do with the subject finally going, I can't take any more, I'll tell you whatever because you want Because I, I would imagine though if they go too far that they've pushed to the brink that they wouldn't even be making sense in their head of what they should be saying either. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's kind of like a fine line, right? Yeah, it's a very, very fine line. And that's just sleep deprivation. When you get Mm. into the enhanced interrogation techniques. So by enhanced interrogation, we'll just call it torture. Yeah, let's go with the real word for it. Yeah. Um, As much as Donald Rumsfeld wanted to glamour it up, it's torture, right? And the thing is waterboarding someone is essentially taking them to the brink of drowning. Yeah. Uh, stress. So we should explain what waterboarding is because I, I don't think a lot of people actually understand it. Do you know what waterboarding is? Yeah. Would so you like a, a full-on description? No, well, I, I know what it is, but yeah. I don't think everyone... Okay, so simply put, waterboarding is you're laid down on a table or a board. Literally, mm. you're on a board that is angled so your head is slightly lower than your chest. Yeah. They then take a wet cloth and mm-hmm. hold it over your face over your mouth so you can't close your mouth yeah right and then they pour water on it so what happens is you can't breathe you start breathing in water yeah right now the whole point is at any time they can stop it flip you clear your lungs and bring you back right but the whole idea is you, you can't breathe you're drowning yep. you're drowning and you're on dry land and it's a horrific torture that's I mean that's terrible. So waterboarding was used specifically with the Americans at Guantanamo? Yeah, they used it in Guantanamo. Yep. Well, yeah, see that's the interesting thing. When you get down to the stuff that the Americans were doing, they had this thing called extraordinary rendition, which Ooh, is What does that mean? Kidnapping. Uh, uh. <laughs> basically, they would take someone they thought was an intelligence source yep. or someone uh, what was the phrase they used during the uh, Gulf War? An enemy combatant, mm. and then they would fly them to what's called a black site. Yep. Now, black sites are in countries that either are not subject to the Geneva Convention or 
don't really care about being subject to the Geneva Convention, yeah, right. whether they are or not. Eastern Europe was a site for some of them, uh, also sort of Central Asia, uh, and of course Guantanamo Bay because it's got this weird sort of the sovereignty of Guantanamo Bay is so strange. Yeah, like I I've tried to figure it out. Essentially, it's an American base that they don't own; they lease. Yeah, so it's kind of like an international waters. Like it doesn't yeah, it doesn't it's, count. It's the international waters yeah. of of land. Mm. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So the whole thing is they will take you there and they can do pretty much whatever you want. Now, zero dark thirty. The lovely thing about putting that guy in a box, people would go, "What's so uncomfortable? What's so bad about that?" Do twenty four hours in there and see how you feel. When you cannot stretch out, yeah, your muscles start to atrophy. I couldn't do it. Your joints start to yeah. ache. Everything goes wrong, and the. It's not so much pain. There is pain there, but it's the discomfort mm. and it's the confusion. Stress positions where you're forced to stand in a slight squat, not a full squat, a slight squat where your muscles just can't hold you up, mm. but you can't move from that position. It's all designed to break down your resistance, right? So sleep deprivation it breaks down your resistance by basically mentally. breaking mentally and breaking yeah. down your whole concept of reality. But when you then slide into stuff like enhanced interrogation torture. techniques. Torture. Just call it torture. torture. Right. You become torture. And then there you get into the crazy degrees of torture. So, and well, what are we talking crazy? The worst one I heard about, and this was from an Eastern Bloc country, let's mm -hmm. just call it that because um, I don't want to get sued by a nation. Essentially, <laughs> let's have a look at two people get captured. Yep. Two soldiers get captured or two officers get captured. They're both strapped down in chairs. Their heads are strapped to the back of the chair facing each other. Mm. Someone walks in with an iron file and files down the uh, front teeth of it, one of them. I can't even like – I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 it's not finished yet. Oh, God. They haven't touched the second guy. A like, I literally can't, like, yeah, the teeth. thought in my teeth. head. Teeth, teeth, Can you stop? Sorry. <laughs> then they turn to the guy who they haven't touched and go, oh. talk or you're next. Uh, You'll oh. talk. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. No one wants their teeth filed. Yeah, no, oh. no, 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 no. Right, it's like, it's... Oh, like I can't like it's in my head now and I, I can't know. get it out. I know I'm looking at you right now. You're uh, going, oh, I want to uh, get out of this room. Uh, right? That, but that's the whole concept mm. of enhanced interrogation or torture. It that's is terrible. there to break your will. Yeah. Right. Now, ASIO have the ability to interrogate you. They can force you to talk. Okay, so how, just say ASIO wants to speak to you, right. how, how would they go about it? Right, first things first, I want okay. to talk to you about, say, uh, an organisation you're with that we're really worried about because yep. they might be doing something dodgy. Yeah. I'm going to ring you. Mm. I'm going to get on the phone and go, uh, Michelle. That's uh, simple. It's Frosty here. Uh, I'm from ASIO. <laughs> and I really need to talk to you about uh, that organisation you're a member of. You know, the... Uh, little athletics. Yeah, little <laughs> athletics. I, we understand that little athletics have got some really... They're dangerous. Yeah. You don't may not know it, but they're a very dangerous group of people. Those javelins, they could go off at any time. Yeah. Um, those shot puts, why do they have fuses in them? Have you thought? Don't get so, me started on the discus. Oi, the discus. <laughs> the frisbee for idiots. Uh, <laughs> so what happens is they turn around. Yeah. They'll ring you. Yep. Right. And you can either say, oh, okay, I'll talk to you. Or you can say no. Right mm. now, if you, we are just looking at you as a source, yeah, chances are we'll go. Okay, we can't do much about this. We can ring her again, but if we're looking at you as a potential subject, and this is only terrorism related, yeah, 
we can't do this for espionage, right? We can we could we could get the police to arrest somebody we think is a spy, mm. and then we get to interrogate them after the police. Yeah, that's no fun. But for a terrorist, we can literally turn around to the police and go, "We need to talk to them now." Now, before we do that, we have to get a warrant. We need a piece of paper that says you are allowed to compel this person to talk to you. Yeah. Now, when we say compel this person to talk to you, that doesn't mean we go, right, get the pliers, no. get the file and find a friend of his. We're doing some mental <laughs> work. Ooh, your head's going again. We can, basically it means we can bring them in. Yeah. We can sit you down. Mm -hmm. We can sit you down in a room with us and we will ask you questions. Okay. So just basically like being arrested. Not quite. But you're not it's being arrested. almost arrested. Yeah, yeah. Now, they can detain you. Yeah. They can up to 14 days Who does you. the detaining? Does Is it police? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Then, and there's an ASIO agent. Ah, that's the other thing. How many people would be in the room while you're being questioned, do you think? I don't know. Don't they have like the – I've watched enough TV to know that there's like a mirrored glass panel, isn't there? No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, TV's not real. Dead. Oh, no, no, well, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, ha they can have that. Yeah. But they don't. Okay. Right. There so, could be up to 10 people in the room. 10 people? Yeah. Because it's got to be complete. It's on a warrant. We've okay. got, we're not just like grabbing you off the street, putting a bag over your head, zip-tying you, throwing you in the back of your truck, driving you. It's a big me. room. Yeah, well, yeah. And in COVID times, I don't know how safe that is. Well, you've got to get a bigger room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's very stuffy. Almost <laughs> as stuffy as the studio. Now, what happens is they would have... You'd have your ASIO guys that are going to interview yep. you. You'd also probably have the Inspector General of Intelligence and Security, who's yep. like the ombudsman for these guys, or one of his representatives. You would have most likely a police officer or two. You'd have legal representation, not yep. just for the person being interrogated. You'd also have it for you yep. because you would have somebody sitting there going, oh, actually, you can't ask that. And then you've got what is called the transcribing and audiovisual people. So the people videoing it and the people writing, literally writing it out. Someone, yep. the, the woman in the courtroom that sits there typing it. Stenographer. That's the one. Right. So you'd have someone like that in there and they all have, their presence must be explained to the subject. Right. So I would imagine that it's more about crossing the T's, dotting the I's, making sure that, you know, everything is like a well-oiled machine. So totally. there, there's no recourse. Totally. Because yeah. if something, if, if they've got any reason to come back at you, yep. you're in a world of poo. Okay. Right. So there's that. Now, here's the other thing. How old can they hold you? Aha. That's the question you've asked. Yep. We've been waiting for And everyone's worried about it. They can uh, interrogate you from the age of 14. Right. Now, a lot of people are very worried about this, and rightly so, because the implication is that they can take you in there, they can, you don't have to know, your parents don't need to know or be present, and a lawyer doesn't need to know or be present. Now, here's the thing. Actually, your parents do need to know, and yeah. so does a lawyer. Yeah. But we can kick you out of the room if your mum and dad or your lawyer, if either of those people, you know, those representatives that are with you, start to interfere. Yeah. Right. Now, you could sit there and spit on the guys and swear at them and do whatever you want, and there's nothing they can do to stop you. Like when I say that you, if you're the one being interrogated, mm. you can be as rude as you like, and right. there's nothing they can do. They have to treat you with human dignity. It's in the act, right? They, they actually literally, they, they can't get out, go, you know, throw the phone book at you and pull out the rubber hoses. And this age, we should mention 
changed, you know, not very long ago and has a lot to do with the Terrorist yes. Act. Yes. It's only to do with terrorism again. Yeah. Because there are being, there, there's this number of young teenage yes. boys, yep. let's be honest, mainly, that are being radicalised online. Yep. And, of course, there was the Parramatta shooting, which is a great example of that. Yeah. So ASIO wanted to have the power to be able to bring someone in and question them as quickly as possible because these things are always very time sensitive. Yeah. Right. So there's the thing. Now, if your lawyer or your parents start getting uppity, we can remove you from the room. Okay. Right. But there will still be multitudes of witnesses. It's not just our kid and a bother boy. Right, trying to get information. There is this procedure that sits around this mm. to protect the interviewee as much as it's protecting the interviewer. Yeah. And how long can you be held? Ha-ha. You can be detained for up to 14 days without notification. Yes, and that changed too recently, didn't it? I've been reading the parliamentary report on of course you interrogation have. techniques. Of I'm going to post it. I will post it on our Twitter uh, feed. Our Twitter feed. Uh, put it on Twitter because I know there's a lot of people out there that would just absolutely love to read 150 pages I would. of parliamentary briefs on ASIO interrogation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they can hold you for up to 14 days. The funny thing is they haven't done that yet. No. In fact, or not much. Maybe once, but they don't. Funnily enough, some of the stats, and I'll give you one. One guy was interviewed for 15 hours. That's it. That's it. 15 hours. So they got what they wanted. But they can't interview for the whole 15 in one go. They've got to give you breaks, Mm. right? Now, if this guy was interviewed for 15 hours, most of them are like five hours, two hours. Yeah. It's not a lot of time. Um, There was one that was, okay, uh, one person was interviewed for 42 hours and 36 minutes and required an interpreter. Now, I probably think that person wasn't detained. They would probably have gone, you can go on your way and mm. we'll call you back in, mm. right? With The warrant would keep standing, right? So when you were you were going through the exercise, yes. how did how did it affect you? How did you how did you break down? It was terrifying. Right. It was it was just terrifying and the thing is reality starts to break down. So mm. it went from being an exercise to, hang on, I've done something wrong and I need, I need to confess it. I need to start. And literally it was, what do you want to know? I'll tell you. Yeah. And you do. You start blab and you, you will tell them the stupidest crap. Really? In the hopes that they will let you go. They will stop it. And it was like literally when I started just making stuff up, it's when he looked at the psychologist and went, yeah, we've had enough with him. Did, did you not have a safe word where you could tap out? Sea cucumber, sea cucumber. <laughs> or were you not paying attention to that uh, either? I was paying attention. Look, the weird thing about it is my memories of it all is really vague. Right. Uh, and naturally so. What I do remember is the feeling. Mm. And funnily enough, I've sort of re-experienced it as an actor. Yeah. Um, I was doing, I was booked to do a film shoot, but the film shoot was between midnight and 6am in a shopping mall. But I also was, I still had work on during the day. So I had voiceover work. Yeah. And, you know, I was just busy <laughs> and I had shows. I love how all of this ASIO job was just really like a side hustle to your acting work. Totally. <laughs> just a side hustle. When I tell people that I joined ASIO to learn to become an actor, they all think it's funny, but it's like it's a really good school. Yeah, right? you get I would really imagine. Good, great experience. So I'm doing this filming and it started out, I spent an entire day working and then I went and did a live show and then left the live show and went and filmed and then went home and I think I got two hours sleep and then I got woken up because somebody was doing renovations in the building and I woke up and it was that like, you know that 
thing where you wake up and you haven't had enough sleep. You go, yeah. no, I feel great. Yeah. Uh, and it is. It's euphoria. It's when the euphoria kicks in. And mm. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. This is great. And I went down to the beach and I had a swim and I feel really, really good. Mm. And then my wife got home and she said, you should probably like get have a nap because you're not due to a minute. No, no, no. Come on. Let's watch that movie we we're going to watch and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then, oh, dude, no, I've got to get to the set. And you know, drove over to this shopping mall in Chatswood. I think it was Chatswood Chase or something like that. Did this filming and then got home like and drove. Not smart. Drove home mm. and I'm sitting there in the house. It's getting at about six and I'm feeling like really twitchy and my wife hadn't washed up. Mm. And that was the most horrendous insult she could have done. She I hadn't was, washed up. She hadn't done the washing up. <laughs> and I was like, it was like, you haven't done the washing up. And I was really starting to get very paranoid about it. And then I'm washing up. And we, my wife described it brilliantly. I, we got big, white, fluffy bathrobes for our yeah. wedding presents. And we'd only been married for about six months. And I've got this big, white, fluffy uh, bathrobe on. I've got the sleeves rolled up to my elbows. And I'm, I'm at the sink washing up. And my wife got up, walked out onto the balcony of our apartment, had a cigarette, and then went back in to have her shower and get ready for work. Mm. And while she was doing that, I was waiting for her to turn around and say, I love you or something like that. And she didn't because she didn't know. I was in the kitchen. She walked past the kitchen and I lost it. And she said she could hear blubbering coming from the kitchen. <laughs> and she walked out and she said the tears weren't rolling down my face. They were literally spurting out of my eyes. <laughs> I was, And she went, what's wrong? And I went, you don't love me in this marriage. This is a false. And she just looked at me and went, go to sleep. When did you last go to bed? <laughs> oh, it's all the point. And she she guided me to bed and she said, I was snoring before my head hit the oh pillow. Oh, my gosh. And it is. It really blows your brain out. Yeah. You get paranoid. You you start creating demons that don't exist. And yeah. that's just before you hit that moment is where you're most susceptible yep. to answering the questions they need. Now, going back to ASIO, they don't do this I was going to gonna say, so ASIO would never do this. No. Their, their idea of interrogation is like, hello, would you like a cup of tea? Let's have a chat. There's a few people around. We're going to bore you to death. Now, that's an interesting point. The lawyers <laughs> yeah. that have been in the room with them say, look, the, yeah. we need to know, because the warrant's presented, but the brief for the warrant, why the warrant is being presented yeah. is not given to you. Yeah. You're, you. They don't tell you why you're being questioned. They just question you. Yep. And the lawyers, a couple of the lawyers all sort of went, well, hang on, we need to know what the brief is because if you step up beyond the brief, we need to be able to tell our client, you don't have to answer that question. Yeah, yeah. Right. So the whole thing is, it's like they the way they do it is they come at you from multiple angles. Yeah. So you can't actually work out what it is they really want to know. Yeah. And that way they can actually f sort of like drink. Deep drill and find out. So it's, it's like doing a psychology test where yeah. they like just throw so many random questions at you that you don't actually really know what the point is uh -huh. or which question is actually telling them anything about how you think or your process. Exactly. Bamboozle yeah. you with bullshit. Yeah, basically. Right. They, they just keep you... They keep you on the back foot so you don't know what's coming next. So Australia is quite reserved in the way they, they tackle interrogation. What about the British? I think the British would be very much like uh, Australia. We, Our intelligence organisations and the similar. way we do it, we're very similar. Yeah. It's the Americans that have that real gung-ho attitude. I mean, we, as I said, we have what you would call a special operator. We, we mm. use people that would go in and do actual physical stuff overseas. We call them 
soldiers, all right? Yeah, yeah. And it'd be the same with the with the British in America. They 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 take soldiers and then put them in the CIA so they can do sort of like hardcore black ops behind the mm. enemy lines type work. One of the things that uh, this is a good question for you: uh, How many people do you think ASIO have done this tool? Done what? Interrogated in this what use this act to take them in and interrogate them. Five. Well, that's about five, maybe a year, if you're lucky. Yeah. Because it's an incredibly, it's like a human intensive time. It's a mm. lot of time. So, you know, as soon as you've got 10 people in a room to interview one guy, uh, if you, you interview, guy, this guy, interview this guy for 10 hours, that's 100 man hours that you're taking yeah. up. It's so, a lot of time. And, and I would imagine their whole, their whole point is to have done the research and get it all sorted before it gets to that point where you have to pull them in and interrogate them. It all comes down to targeting. Yeah. Right, this is the target. We've heard through, yeah. say, internet can it, you know, internet scuttlebutt that yeah. this is going on. We need to talk to this guy. Get him in right now. Yeah. Right, grab, boom, in. So we get him. He comes in with his lawyer. We're going to start interviewing. We're going to ask you questions and we're going to ask you a lot of questions until finally at the end. And, I mean, if you look at the stats, says one was 15 hours, one was 10 15, 5, So five, not a long 12. time. Not a long time because basically you'd sit there and like I reckon with the ones that are about two hours long, they go two hours and say, this guy doesn't know anything. Yeah. What are we doing here? So Australia, England, quite reserved. The Americans, a little bit gung-ho. Yeah. Although I feel like the, the sentiment around that kind of shifted a bit after the war on terror kind of died down. Well, yeah. I mean, they still. I, I, you know what, I reckon they'd still do it. I, I think if they I think, think someone's I do a think, threat, they would definitely yeah. do it. I mean, Russia, God, I wouldn't want to crush Russia. I would not. The no. stuff you heard coming out just back in the Soviet days, the stuff they used to do yeah. to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? South Korea, North Korea. North Korea, I would not want to get caught by North Korea. That would not be pleasant. No. That I, would not be pleasant at all. Well, I mean, you saw what happened to um, that American teenager. Yeah. Who Just that- cr- he, he stumbled across the border. Or you know what it was? It was one of those, I think I'll cross the border. That'll be fun. I think, it, yeah, I think it was just something really innocuous. Yeah. And they thought he'd taken down a poster of Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un. And then they, you know, they held him and then ended up handing a body back. Yeah, essentially, wasn't he burned it? Yeah, he ended yeah. up being. So God knows what they did to him. Well, it's amazing what you can do with electricity and sodium pentothal. You can completely burn a human brain right out. Oh um, my God! So like a like here's a the thing: lobotomy. Are, what I find interesting is you know all this stuff about torture. Uh, there's a, a an interesting story coming from like the 15th century about a guy who called Balthazar who tried to assassinate uh, Philip II mm. um, and he got caught. Mm. He was expecting to leap out a window, land in the moat, swim across the moat, get the hell out of there. The first thing they did to him was smear him with honey. Oh, I don't want to hear this. And then get a goat to lick it off. Goat's tongues are like sandpaper. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. You know a cat's tongue? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's an order of magnitude worse than that. The thing that's really strange about it, and we used to read about, particularly the Stasi in East Germany, you, mm. you get intelligence reports about what they did. One of them they did, I used to, I, I do it in the live show. I, I show the audience what it feels like. Remember this? Loud Indonesian music. Oh, no, no one needs that. Uh, no one it, needs that. Yeah, no, no, no. Right. But, you know, just constant. You think Barney the Dinosaur's bad? No, no. Loud Indonesian yeah, music. No one needs but that. But he going to hit you with that. And we sort of went, oh, how bad could it be? No, it's bad. Get, well, let's get our Walkmans out and we'll put a tape of- Oh, a Walkman? You know, God. Okay, Boomer. It was the 80s. Come on. <laughs> we were high tech. And was it Sony? Of course it was a Sony. Sony Walkman. Of course it was a Sony right. Walkman. little silver one that I could clip to my belt. Oh, God, with your bum bag. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 
mate. The picture. Uh, It's just a picture, really. Yeah, and my pirate shirt, my skin tight jeans. The 80s have a lot to answer for. You know, sleep deprivation was bad, but 80s fashion, that (laughs) messed me up for at least two decades. It messed us all up. Why do you think I only wear t shirts and jeans now? (laughs) It's like I'm trying to just get that horrible, ruffled shirt out of my system. So basically, between the vision of you in 80s garb and someone's teeth getting filed, I'm. I'm pretty sure we've covered all the bases. I think you've had a really bad afternoon, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I need to go I need to go clean myself somehow. You need a long stiff drink and a nap. So look, it was a very healthy conversation around torture and I mean, just talking to you is kind of tough sometimes. It can be. I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm actually used very often in certain interrogation techniques just to annoy people into talking about what they need to do. Listen about. to this men talk. <laughs> no! <laughs> okay, so we covered torture and all those things it encompasses. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In a very graphic way. Yeah, Russian dentistry. No, can we not? Okay. Let's just not. <laughs> Next week, we're going to talk about compromise. Yeah. Now, this is an important one. Yeah, this is a really important one because, you know, people get compromised and we've had examples of it in the media recently and uh, it starts with me compromising myself in a massively stupid way. Please tell me you had clothes on. Oh, for a little while I did. Okay.